that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. I forgot to bring my fedora, dude. I wanted to wear my fedora. I mean, I was just gonna look like the neckbeard meme do in a fedora, like the like hello, uh, you know, hello, yes, madam. But do you dude, actually I'm, own a fedora? I wish, dude. I did. So no, no, I wasn't one of those. Like, I didn't get one from Hot Topic. I got one from my grandpa. It was like legit, like fedora. There, it's not even. It was actually like a legit fedora, and it wasn't the. Oh hell yeah, everybody! It's, it's not a Kay. fedora, but I'm nah, like it's close like I enough gotta, though. I gotta wear my hat now. <laughs> it's close, dude. It's close enough. That, that looks good. That's like a hybrid of the the fedora and like a kind of a cowboy hat. Yeah, you look like you're going to like fucking Coachella. They say it's my uh, my. Uh, I can't wear that though with these headphones. No, I. <laughs> but it looked but it looked good, dude. That's what it, I wish I could like. Why can't I pull off a trench coat and a and a hat, dude? I gotta dress. I gotta dress like the for the job that I want. I don't I think mean, anyone I, can wear I a trench like coat a these days. <laughs> everyone's gonna wear... everyone's gonna think you're gonna shoot up the place. That is actually oh god, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they oh man, they gave it a bad name. I know oh, it's ruined. I miss it. Uh, dude, I used to like smoke my rolled cigarettes. Ugh. Uh, this is the Cult of Cinema Knowledge podcast. Uh, that's Jordan. I'm Levi. I yeah, rolled cigarettes. Yeah. You might be wondering why we're talking about trench coats and fedoras. Well, dude, um, and it's like you have the fedora down over your eyes, and so you just like look down, dude, and you look so fucking menacing and oh, cool. Perfect. You, I think you could pull it off, though. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Well, no, I gotta lose some weight, dude. There's no yeah. no fat guy in a fedora looks good, man. That's true. I'm too bearded. You never see. It's always like ch- chiseled, yeah. uh, like sharp jawed men. With yeah, the, yeah, like that. exactly. So yeah, you might be wondering. Sharp why we're talking about fedoras and trench coats and so today so if you've been listening at all you know we're talking about directors and uh for the while and this week we've done the cohen bros and we voted on and are talking about and watched miller's crossing miller's crossing is the one well and this is this is wild it's funny that you just said we're doing directors and you were about to say this month but it's been, but this, yeah, is, this it's, is eclipsed. It's been like almost eclipsed. two months, almost. Yeah, I mean, by the end of this month, we're 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 wrapping up. With we just directors. we just we're didn't gonna, want to stop. By the we did gonna, the first four, and we're like, but there's there's so many we haven't done. We honestly could just so do many. directors forever. <laughs> I mean, we could do we could start doing directors for like you know until October or something. But I nah. I think that I think that a, a smooth transition to another a genre will be fantastic. Oh yeah, next month we're gonna we're gonna do someone. Uh, we're gonna do like a sci-fi or something. So. Yeah, something is what I meant. Is what I mentioned for so. But you know what? We don't have sci-fi today, baby. We have today hardcore crime comedy drama. That's what we have right now. That's what we're talking about. It's interesting because it's like genre-wise, it's like this movie is technically like a gangster movie, but I can not wrap my head around that almost because it feels a hundred percent just like a noir film to me. Like right. it doesn't feel like a '30s gangster movie. It feels like you take you make him a private eye and you set it in the '40s or something. Like obviously it changes it, but like it's so noir inspired, it, it it's painful <laughs> in the well, best in the I, best way. <laughs> but but I think it's I think it's it is it is both. I mean that's in my review it's, I like I said 100%. that I said that the Coen Brothers whatever genre they borrow from they 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 like elevate it and they, they adapt it and they bring something new to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's and, definitely those, it's definitely inspired by noirs and like just in general hard, like just fast talking, hardened detective, like fucking jawing from like the detective novels and detective movies of like, you know, right. 40s well, it's, and, 50s. and it, yeah, it's just the, the romanticized yeah. version of the thirties and how people would like, it's almost like, like I wrote down a bunch of like the idioms and a bunch of the slang that they used and I'm just like, I love it, dude. It's so well researched. Yeah. And like, some are just amazing, God, dude. What, what is it? What they, I was gonna say it, and I forgot what. It, every time they see each other, they're like, "What's the? 
What's the dangle? Oh. What is it? What is it? <laughs> what do they say? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I didn't. I didn't write that one. That was down, the one the I was one... gonna write down because they say it like a hundred times. Oh my god. No, nah, dude. They said oh, you're gonna give me the middle. That was a really good one. Dude. And then your pool would dry up when he's talking to the girl. That's a really good one. And then give me the hi hat. That was like the. That was Casper's like. That was Casper's like saying for like if you know if someone's like pulling his leg or like fucking trying to like pull one over on him, he'd be like, "You're giving me the hi hat." Or so... even if it's just someone was like giving him sass. Yeah, no, it's like when you're trying to be a, yeah, trying to be a smart ass and give him shit. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of, for those who need a refresher, did you write a synopsis today? Uh, no, I'm a I'm a bad boy. I didn't finish it. You didn't it's like, finish it. You said you were writing it. I know I was writing it, and I got like I got like the three paragraphs down, and then like they just became, they just became like wild ramblings, and so I don't really. Like at one point, I call him Tommy Longlegs because yeah. he's like I don't know, yeah. It's just like it's a no, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a, what's it's the a silly what's bit the of rumpus? They say it like a hundred times. They're like, hey, what's the oh, rumpus? Like that's, every that's time the rumpus, they see dude. someone, what's the rumpus? What's up? You know, that's right. Oh, that's so good. Well, that there were so many, dude. That's There's just so the many. thing. Like so every many. scene had them had them riffing. But all right, so I can give. Jordan's I think I can give like a, the plot for the next twenty five minutes. Let's see. No, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep this like sixty seconds. And I, I'll give just kind of like a quick abridged version of what is going on. Uh, Miller's Crossing. The the main players are Tommy and sorry I, I forgot the names are here because it's Tommy, <laughs> Tommy and Leo. They work together. Leo, he's he's like uh, he's he's the head honcho and he's been he's been running all the rackets and uh, he has control of the mayor and the police force in this city uh and tommy's kind of his like right man right hand man you know like the the he's like the boots on the ground he kind of like goes around and he gets deals done well casper he's a new up-and-coming kind of like crime boss syndicate dude who wants to like kind of muscle his way into into the racket into everything and he is a little more hot-headed uh and I don't know. Him and Leo, they have friction. Yeah, no, we're we're. I lost it again, man. I can't even yeah. get there. There's so many. It's like it's wild. There's so it's many like people. The movie the hasn't main... even started yet. Like, no, I, I mean that's the whole thing, dude. Like the main thing, like it. The movie opens up with Leo and Casper having having a dispute about letting Casper kill somebody, getting permission from Leo to kill kill Bernie. Some Bernie. It's Bernie Burnbomb. but I can't remember why. So that's just. That that's where I'm like, well, I don't even remember why he's they want him dead. Out, he's selling out his info on his fixes, um, and yeah, so it's like right. oversaturating. Like the, he's getting his own nut on the fix information. Well, that's the, the whole fi- thing. The, that, the fights that are being fixed. That's where I was gonna get exactly. Races. It's like so the the racketeering that they do is it's all in gambling. So horses and fighting, yeah. other such cards, all that kind of like casino gambling, and it all takes place during the prohibition. So it's all kind of like. It's all kind of like, you know, speakeasy style, but then just kind of like private clubs. Down and, the open because they're powerful, and, but then it, and then right, every now powerful. and again you're definitely reminded that oh yeah, this is prohibition. That's, but but <laughs> how it's working? Right, right, right. Because right. yeah, and they talk about like how some alcohol tastes like shit and some's great because you know you're getting better product. But anyways, Casper and Leo, they both they both just basically they're just neck and neck for power, and the power the power dynamic shifts every once in a while. Uh, and Tom's kind of right in the middle of all of this, and uh, Verna <laughs> is the love interest, and that she kind of gets peppered throughout this movie um, because Tom and Verna they're sleeping with each other, but Verna is Leo, the head boss's kind of like main squeeze. It's like right. that's that's who that's and who Verna he's like, is, he, and he is Bernie's sister. That is Bernie's why sister. Leo won't you know? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of yeah, like yeah, moving yeah. pieces. It is, and there's, but it's like it's funny because this, it's pretty simple to follow. Like it is because it's just like kind the of plot. It feels is not like super super important. No, like no, right? It it's, is, it's but it's more just, about like the you know the vibes. It's, it's and the, the, flow it's and the, the vibes and the and the character study of Tom. Yeah, because Tom is like Tom's kind of like he's well, like it's a the emotions. He's a conflicted. It's uh, how personal everything. It's like all, all these. Uh, I mean, we watched Godfather recently, and it's like. So many right. times that, like, a big theme that comes around in, like, mobster and gangster movies, it's like, 
oh, no, it's business. It's all business. But it's just like, motherfucker, this ain't business. This is so personal. And that's how right. this movie that, is, too. They're just like, you know, you're trying to push me out, but really it's just like, oh, you well, love, we love the same woman. And, oh, why, and what's really refreshing, what's really refreshing I love about you, this you're is, like a dad to is me. It, like, it, it is like, yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't, like, Leo's kind of like, yeah, I'll get business done. Like, he's like, I, I love that how he's like, a quote he says is like, I can I can trade body blows with anybody except you, Tommy. Yeah. And it's like, it's great. You can tell, like, they, like, they have love and it is. It isn't just business. Like he is, it's like super personal. No, I love. I love their. I love their relationship. Like, but it really so is. what happens? What happens in the plot, which causes like conflict, is like Tommy. Tommy and Leo. Tommy admits that he's with Verna, um, and then it like causes a it causes a rift, and it causes Tommy to go work for Casper. But it's kind of a little unclear. But apparently, Tommy was doing this all. I think he was doing it all along. But only because he kind of just like fucking he kind of plays you double know, agent a little bit. He, he gets stumbled, in there, but I think he kind of like stumbled through it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Right, exactly. I think and so, so and he he comes in, he gains the trust of Casper. He he un unravels Casper's whole whole crew and his whole thing that's going on. Uh, cause cause he he's he's a really good wordsmith, and he gets Casper twisted, and so Casper like kills his. His henchman, his right hand man, yeah, you know, the Dane. that was like that's the Dane, who's like he's just like completely all muscle, very sinister. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I don't know. And then Tom has to like pretend to kill Bernie Birnbaum, um, but he doesn't let that happen. And then that's that's kind of a funny little plot line because like John Turturro like wants to come like blackmail him, but then yeah. like he's kind of like, oh, we both have this. And then that felt kind of rushed at the end, which is a bummer. But John Turturro kills Casper. You know, Bernie kills Casper, and then, and then Tom kills Bernie, Be, and for some reason I wasn't hundred percent sure why. <laughs> um, and then that breaks Verna's heart, and so Verna goes with Leo, and they yes. get married, and then, and then the end is just like a sullen goodbye where Leo and Tom are, you know, at the gravesite, and like Tom begs for him to be his friend again, and or Leo begs for Tom to be his friend again, and then Tom just kind of blows him off because he's a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. I didn't really I, like. That's that's what sucks. Is the ending got super rushed. See, like, I don't know what I. I mean, I I agree that it may be a smidge rushed. Um, that it's like the climax is kind of just really quick right there. But uh, I mean, there's a good build up to it. But it just when it gets there, it really happens fast. But I really why, got. Why did he kill? Why would he kill Bernie? I can't. I don't remember. I, I think it's just because uh, at this point he. Like he he did straight up say he's he's a man of his word, and he said if I see you again you're dead. And also just like I feel like it's like the whole point of this movie I feel like for me anyway, it was uh, it's about love, and how personal it all fucking is because it's like uh, Tommy loves Leo like a fucking kind of like a father figure like they're close, and then he also loves Verna. But he gets himself in this situation, and I don't think it's really intentional at all, especially since he, out of the kindness of his heart, he lets Bernie live earlier. But in order to fix everything, he has to, like, lose that part of him. And so it's just like, earlier on, he's like, look into your heart, and he lets him go. But then slowly, he's having to do all these things and manipulate people and get people killed and get his hands dirty, that by the end of it, you know, he kills him, and he's like, he's like, look into your heart, and he's like, what heart? Like, it, boom, it's that's gone a, Yeah, that's again. a great line, yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, he's, I think that's a huge change in Tom's character and for the worse, and that's why by the end of it, he loved Verna and Leo so much, but he kind of destroyed his relationship with them in order to kind of save them. Uh, it's kind of how I looked at it down the road. And so it's just like more so and like he tries to play it cold. And then the last shot ends with him being like, bite down the emotions, Tommy. You know striking what I mean? That, yeah, striking that pose. Yeah. He's just trying to bite him back. But it's very much, uh, it's kind of, I, I feel like that's why he, he wastes him is just because it's just like, I tried to do a kind thing for you literally out of the kindness of my heart and look where that fucking got me and you think I'm gonna let you just manipulate me again by saying literally the same exact words well oh and I guess I guess that is <laughs> that's the emotional and then I think the strategic aspect is like well yeah he and needs, it's like he it needed works. somebody dead because yeah, Casper works into, for the for it kind Leo of becomes too. a plan but he did it for Leo right it he, becomes a plan because he never in that intended moment, to like 
Yeah, he like he was gonna kill Leo that. and then and then like didn't kill him. Like he's not like a mastermind uh-huh. in that way. No, but he was no, like, it just kind oh, of worked. Which he, my two enemies, I can sick them on each other because he does manipulate them and manipulates uh, Casper into thinking Dane is playing him when he's not. You know what I mean? The Dane. Well, dude, this is what the Coen brothers do perfectly. They make they they write it where people kind of like fail upwards in their movies. Like that's, uh, true. that's I I love that constantly. Like Burn After Reading is. One of the like the greatest examples of failing yeah, upwards. Really like like, it's just so like it's so good. Like I love well, that movie's their actually how they write got them. a pretty similar vibe too, where it's just like all yeah. this like chaos and like you think it's a conspiracy, but it's really just like <laughs> right. part it's of it like, is, but part of it's just mistakes <laughs> that just yeah. compound on each other. That yeah. like the end of Burn After Reading, spoiler, they're like, wait, so what was happening? And he's was, like, yeah, this guy, like, this guy yeah. killed his ex, his lover's, uh, you know. Husband or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, okay, okay what?" Like, <laughs> like why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Like the info they thought they had is like worthless. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Or just like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, um, and that's and they do that a lot. Even Big Lebowski's got that. Like, yeah. every, it's oh, like, yeah. God, they write they write their characters so well that where like it's like it they're very opportunistic. Oh my god, what's that word? Yeah, yeah, opportunistic. Uh, opportunistic where like yeah something happens because that's that's i guess that makes sense is like when he like shot him in the head he realized i give the two guns yeah like that's he's what that's the thing There's tommy the he's like then the emotion he's, of he's it. not a mastermind but he's smart enough to realize like he does plan some shit he does manipulate uh casper uh, against the dane to like kind of do that and he manipulates yeah you know Casper and Bernie coming together to hopefully take each other out. Like he manipulates that because he can see those like things, but he's not like, but it's because he's an opportunist. He finds himself in a situation and he's like, how can I use this situation? But at the end of the day, he gets his hands dirty and diminishes himself to, you know, help the ones he loves. Even if he destroys his relationship with them in the process, Verna thinks he's a fucking bastard Tommy is like, or Leo is like, wants him back, but also it's like there's a scar on them now with the whole love triangle thing. So I don't know. Yeah, but in, and that's where I think that's what like, Tom's Tom's an interesting character because he's he's not a good. He's like he's almost borderline antihero. He doesn't like, like just because he doesn't murder people, you know, it, he's still like he's still just kind of a like a gambling kind of like schmoozer who like just kind of steals from people and manipulates people and uses people. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not the greatest guy. And so I think that, that the end was kind of his redemption for like all the shitty things he's done. Um, you know, it's like, I, yeah, I think back. so but too. I, kind of a little bit, even though he's just yeah. kind of like had a, yeah. Well, this was, this was your of, first time. Right? right. Yes. Uh, you as well. Right. I'm, I think yes. that's why we were both excited is because we obviously love the Coen bros and this is one that neither of us have seen. And so, uh, I was absolutely giddy with this movie. I, I, I'm kind of sad. I didn't get to watch it all in one sitting. And so I feel like I lost some plot threads cause I had to, I did break it up into like three different viewings. And, uh, yeah. but you know, like you said, it, it's not like so complicated i'm sure there's nuances no that like maybe on a repeat viewing that would be like oh okay like that's a small little bit you know but um but i had a blast like this movie was just fun it moved at a I thought it moved at a fun pace the fucking dialogue is by far its crowning jewel is so good and the delivery of it is so good but the writing of it's yeah the writing (laughs) it's like the coen brothers have like you know consistently made fantastic films and it's like their writing is their i think their writing's their strong suit yeah. but i think this is this is so it's such has a it has such a mark of like their early 90s and like that i always forget the coen brothers that's they their, started in the 80s that's their Dude, era for me though man forget, like, but the 90s yes i i because i was thinking coen bros and i'm like what is my favorite coen bros movie because this movie shot near the top of my list i really really loved it yeah, and so I'm like, this top three probably at least. But then I'm like, what's number one? Because I'm like, No Country is probably is their magnum opus. That's I don't know. If that's it's my, my favorite. I don't know if it's my favorite, it's, but it's definitely their best. It's mine, but, but man, it's, it's like I don't know. I think my it's favorite just because is it's uh, so strong. You, but can you guess? I I was gonna guess that yours was oh, yeah. uh, No Country for Old Men. Can you mine's, guess mine? Yeah, mine's No Country, dude. It's actually kind of hard. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you said Fargo, but 
I don't know, man. Yeah, see, looking at all their looking at all their pieces, it's like, yeah, I would I'd probably say Fargo, but what is it? You know, it's funny. I've only seen Fargo once, and I wasn't that impressed with it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I I want to watch okay. it again though. I because I watched it. I haven't seen Fargo in 15 years, and I watched it. And I was like, yeah, that was fine. It was a little hyped up for me though. Uh, all right. My top dog, and I don't know, it might be Miller's Crossing now, but my top dog is and has been Raising Arizona. Oh, okay, that's so funny. <laughs> I fucking love I, that movie. But it's but it, it is so different for them. Like it's got, like yeah. it's screwball, but everything else is like a blend. But that movie's just straight up screwball. But it's that movie just cracks my shit up. Well, dude, that's what's so sick is like they went Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, and then Miller's this. Crossing, yeah. <laughs> and and like they literally just like every movie that, and that's where I think like. Even with No Country, how tight that is, I still feel like, like, you know, their next, their next like big thing. I mean, I don't know. I guess they had a lot of great because like Burn After Reading came out right after that. I haven't seen A Serious Man, and True Grit was fine, and I loved Inside Llewyn Davis. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, dude. I mean, I just feel like The Ballad of Buster Scruggs was loved it. Awesome. You gotta, yeah, and you gotta so, see Barton Fink. I really like because I watched that for well, the first time you know what's recently, fun? This and I is, really liked it. Yeah, this is a uh, this is one of my fun facts. They were they like they wrote Blood Simple and Raising Arizona, and they did all those movies, and like those came those came really easy to them. Well, they were writing Miller's Crossing because if it's eighty seven to ninety, and they spent a year writing uh, Miller's Crossing, and they just kept getting writer's block, so they wrote Barton Fink about writer's block about, yeah. about about, about writers. screenwriters, yeah, you know about like, yeah, like and just how fucking absurd it gets, and like. You know, and they're just like they're they're beautiful. Like they write like these like, you know, just huge sweeping epic like movies that take place like in a room or like <laughs> that take place like you know with just a few characters. And uh, anyway, so they wrote Barton Fink and then came back to and then came back to Miller's Crossing and did that one and then shot Barton Fink. It's it's like it's so cool, dude. I love Hudsucker Proxy is pretty high up there too. I need to if I, I need to see because I did really like it. Um, like no no countries no country just it just like it is like perfect i don't i can't you know like, it's, it's their opus it's just, like it's, I say, you know, it that's is their, that's their opus I, but yeah like but I don't about, know, you know me so perfect, well i both of us anyway we we both got a pretty hard on for noir and one of my early movies that i saw for them was uh was the man with no name is that what it is am i spacing it with billy bob What's that one? Yeah, oh, the man who wasn't there. Yeah, man yeah, who wasn't the man there. who wasn't there. That's a, I'm like, the, and that's a that's a sleeper, dude. That's like a hidden that's gem a from them, also, dude. But like, uh, that's a uh, great movie. That's like their love for noir is so apparent. But in this, it's just like mm-hmm. just the dialogue and is 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 so good. And like the plot does come together. But I know a lot of people. You want to get into? Uh, I know a lot of people's qualms is the tone of like. Is right. this a hard-boiled, violent-type Godfather, uh, yeah. you know, gangster yes. movie? Or is this, like, uh, want to be kind of a comedy? And they It's the Coen brothers. They do that. It's the whiplash between they can, they, they can go they can go heartfelt and, like, brooding and really epic. And, like, they do, like – so, for me, it's, like, the first action scene in this movie – is the is the like assassination attempt on the on Danny Boy Leo. scene, which is so fucking Danny cool. Boy. <laughs> that is holy shit. Okay, so I got a couple good. things to say about that scene real quick. A, they do the Kill Bill shot, which I'm like, oh my god, that's like way before Quentin Tarantino, yeah. where he like shoots his leg and he falls down and he blasts his brains and, out. And it's like the Dude, violence that was just like because it's violence. just like they they that but headshot that, was primo. <laughs> that headshot is primo. And then even the the squibs, it's like. What they do is they know they know their comedic beats really well. They they like draw it out like because that when he's using the Tommy gun like a the fact that like the Tommy gun never runs out of bullets, yeah. and then b all the squibs that they use like it's it's like they're doing it they're just having like a lot of fun. Well, that's and they're keeping that's this the like, whole serious thing. tone, but it's... then it's like it's just like look at like look at how like grotesque and how violent this would this is but it's so comical and he's just like like getting blasted with all those squibs and like he's they, shooting the gun they can't so resist even that's like comedic you know what i mean it's like it's right they uh it's like being broody and cool is like part of the goal but it's just like when they're having fun like this movie like i don't know it's like 
a lot of films, like people always got to think if it's serious, then it needs to be played like very close to real life. And it's like, no, dude, this is heightened reality. This is a fiction. It's a movie. This is a fable that they're telling in this universe. And so they're like, yeah, he's a gangster badass. He doesn't run out of ammo because that's dumb. I don't want to put that in my right. movie. Like no, right. and, he, like, and like when, really when someone die. gets like, shot, is... they literally do this for like five minutes, which is yeah. because it's hilarious and it's just like put it in. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's right. Just... Well, and it and it is like it is such a it's that's what I'm saying is like when they take on the genre and then adapt it, they they bring something fresh <laughs> and new every single time they do that, and it's like they basically are like they pay homage and then they go like well. What if we just take it one step further? Yeah, because it's like the shootout scene in Godfather's sick, dude. When he comes yeah. and kills his brother, kills like the, the son, you know. And it's just like that's like bullets are flying, but it's got such a serious tone because it goes immediately to the morgue afterwards mm-hmm. and Godfather. And so it's like has such a Look serious tone. But in this, my boy, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this, it like it has such a like bravado. Like he's he just like the next scene. He's it's, like he's it's like the got his cigar. You know, of it too. You know what yeah, I mean? It's right. like. Well, that's a nature that they've later become even more familiar with or more known for is their, like, slightly surreal in nature, uh, which has always been there. And so I think in this, it's just like, again, it's like it's this gangster movie, but emphasis on movie. It's like this heightened version. So things get kind of wacky and there. And it's like there's it's fast and fun, but then it's punctuated by these extreme violence to let you know that, like. This yeah. is fun, but there's stakes, and it's just cool because it's like right. violence it, is cool. Like <laughs> I know, well, that, that's kinda, it's kind of funny. I'm like, I'm like, why do I like movie violence I, like, is cool? I was busting, yes, right, <laughs> right, of course, be of violent. Course. We want, yeah, we want everyone to be safe. Um, but it's like, uh, you know, practice consent because it's like if you're boxing or something, that's fine. But it's like, anyways, um, I like was I was cracking up, and not because I thought it was ridiculously like poorly done. I was just laughing because they they're just like they're riddling him with bullets and it like and then it like and it's it's so creative. That's that's what I love is like they they set up such creative scenes where he like gets shot and like the gun comes back down and shoots across his feet and it's like it's so ridiculous but it actually it actually kind of like makes me laugh and cringe at the same time. Like I'm like, "Oh it's, god, it's like it's a, brutal." It's brutal, but it's, it, it's like a little satirical it, of like those yeah. kinds of movies, I mean, and, you know and what I mean? Another, happens again. another scene. Well, right. <laughs> to and Sam Raimi, that, which is the best part. Did you recognize that right. that was Sam Raimi? That's Sam Raimi. The, so later, oh. I was like, I was like, I was like, who is that? That the guy looks super familiar. And then I saw him again. I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking Sam Raimi. So later, when the cops, like, they throw the bomb into the like the bod- that bodega restaurant or whatever. I know. I remember the dude. And the dude who the, the dude who's like got the two guns. He's and got he's the blasting. two guns. That's Sam that's Raimi. Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't know. I didn't recognize him. And well, dude, it's what. So Sam Raimi's uncredited and Norma Norma McDonald. I know. Or, yeah, I, Norma, uh, Norma McDonald Francis McDormand. Francis Francis McDonald. What am I? Oh, Norman. <laughs> no, I'm not the comedian. Yeah. Duh. No, Francis. Yeah, Francis McDonald. Was, was. Can you imagine if Norm McDonald was in this? He's just like the Dane <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, how'd he say? That'd be great. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah, Frances McDormand. Which like when I saw her, I was like, wait a minute. It, it, <laughs> like, it took me a second to recognize her too because well, she's so gangly and young. And, and I'm surprised she didn't get like the main role, truthfully, because she's in she's in Raising, right? Isn't she the no, uh, space now? No, that's oh no, she's not. Helen no, she's not. or whatever, right? Oh, that's Helen. You're right. You're right. Oh, then what else is she? In? She, she? I don't think she was in anything. No, because she's huh? married to one of the brothers. I don't know even which one. Ethan or she, Joel, <laughs> baby boy. She comes. Well, who knows? Yeah, they're they're the brothers, so they do that. <laughs> they, know they're, they're they're the same person to me. I don't know. <laughs> well, their their IMDb credits are funny too because they both have or uh, Ethan has. Um, their credits 25. are always funny because it's like yeah, they he has uh, twenty five directorial and Joel has twenty six directorial credits, and you're like, okay, why? It's <laughs> like just take them both. I don't yeah, know. like the Directors Guild. And, like, awards in Hollywood, they're, like, only let yeah. one person direct until, like, recently. And so, even though they directed everything together, they'd always, like... Oh, no. She is in Raising Arizona. Credit. She is, right? I thought she probably was. Yeah. Yeah, she... No, she, she's totally... She's a big part of it, right? Or maybe not. Am I tripping out, dude? I don't know. Oh, my God. Let me look real quick. <laughs> uh, anyway. this. Yeah, she's in it. She plays Dot. Anyways. There's, anyways. This, this movie... There's so I many, know. Sorry, I'm off the rails. There, there is just so many. Uh, I don't know. So many moments. It's got like a pace to it because, like, even like Steve Buscemi, who is like, ends up being a super important character, even though right. to the plot, even though he's only in like one scene, pretty much. 
and his, and his voice is in another, but uh, yeah. it's just like, did you notice that that offhanded? I had to like, I was paying attention, but it's just like that Bernie is definitely gay and is oh, like, oh yeah, Bernie was gay. They kept they but kept saying that. Yeah, it is, but it's it's uh it's interesting, like like subtle, because it took me a minute to put the pieces together between like, because I was trying to figure out like the connection between Bernie and like the mink who's uh you know Steve Steve Buscemi Steve Buscemi's character yeah. who then he then murders and uses his his body in the woods right uh which that's if anything that's the one thing that's just like uh the one thing in the movie where I'm like yeah well that's convenient yeah. <laughs> like where it's just like oh I killed oh. him and planted him there in my clothes and right, right, that's right, lucky right. for you yeah cuz when they stumble across his body I was like Wait, who is that? What's what is happening? <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was Mink. I thought it was a different. No, he he different says character. it later that it was that it right. was him, but it's like that's it that's was the, over the phone, huh? So it was yeah. kind of just a throwaway. Well, the, no, he says it when he comes back to his apartment to blackmail him. Oh yeah. Uh, which well, is, dude? Can we talk about how I he's hated, Batman? He just I hated him so much in that moment. Like he's so fucking shady. Where he's just like he let you live, yeah. you fucker. And I think that's why he has to he's kill so, him. Like he's so Weasley, right? He's I know gotta he, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. But it's like he Cohen's right such good like sympathetic characters because you like yeah. you feel for him. He like he feels like he has a play. I love that how he like he thinks he's got a play, but you can tell he's a little bit over his head. You know, like that's not you know this yeah. like that mastermind stuff is he's in his putting thing, in, he's, he's like, putting it all on the table and yeah. the confidence out there because he really doesn't have anything else. But he's like all the eggs are in that basket. So I guess uh, right, you know, I'm gonna start dining at restaurants unless you deal with my problems and all this. <laughs> yeah. But I do, yeah. I just love that how he always shows up in his house, <laughs> and he doesn't um, doesn't know he's there. Can I say? But, uh, oh no, go on. Well, I was gonna say uh, another another point to like the like you know borderline ridiculous violence in this. It's like this movie does live in like like it's like serious moments, and then they'll be punctuated with like comedy. And I think I think one of the best is when. Tom admits to Leo that he's been cheating with her and he leaves and it's like I love how he's got all the bodyguards out there and that's such a good it's shot so well dude it's like this movie looks beautiful dude we have to give credit to fucking the dude oh my god now I can't even remember his name um he's a he's like a pretty big director too what is his stupid name it's right there this is professional yes so we know I remember yeah, it I starts with a, yeah. his last name starts with a B I remember it's, that it's Barry yeah Barry yeah Sonafield or whatever uh, Sonafield yeah. But uh, he, like, who directed, I think, Wild Wild West and the Men in Black or something crazy? He's, like, directed some wild stuff out there, which who is were, so well, funny. We were talking about him last when we were trying to decide what, because it came up. We're like, wait. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's that's something for Zelda. Oh, he directed The Adams Family. That's, that's right. what we were talking Anyways, about, because we're like, kay. wait, Tim Burton didn't direct it? It was this guy? Yeah. <laughs> and so that guy know, shot this, this? And he shot this. And that's, like, How he's, weird. like, a really good And he shot, like, a, a bunch of the Coen Brothers movies. And anyways, because why like they have like a similar feel, but I got I love that 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 shot is beautiful. But anyways, when he's getting punched and he gets punched down the stairs, and then when he gets punched into the crowd, and it's like that like completely ADR'd like <gasps> like the, woman, the scream, yeah. you know, the, and then the woman who's like the pearl clutcher so, who like hits him with the bag. It's like it's like well, there's so many comedic. they do you know. something they do really well that I think the only person that really does it the best is like Edgar Wright, which is like they use comedy. In action, well, I mean, these days anyway. I mean, back in the day, like Buster Keaton or something, all action, and it was all sure, that. Sure, but sure. but in the in this, the Coens, they definitely have comedy for, like, doing cuts and action as, like, as the joke. And it's, like, the one that got me is, like, they're walking out of the place getting raided by the cops for, like, the second time, which is always <laughs> oh, yes. But he grabs yeah. the bottle of whiskey right as the table gets flipped over and is, like, chugging it. Yeah. And it's just, Jug like, it. the way that that's cut together is just, like, <laughs> that's fun. That's a good little well, and, visual joke, you know? Yeah. And that, that, that that's good. Sounds. And then even when he goes out and he talks, every time he talks to the police chief, the police chief's like, no one wants my opinion, no, whatever. And then it's, like, big, you know, big explosion happens and they, like, and look. And then totally turns into, but like, a Tommy, shootout <laughs> for a second. But to, and, and Tommy's, like, super nerves of steel, like, totally cool. And it, like, it adds to, like, it's like his character. He's cool. I'm like, it's so he funny. It's cool. like, it's like he, he's he like never flinches, still, man. He like he can take a beating too. He's just like, yeah. They they whoop his ass and he's like, ah, tell his R, uh, no hard feelings. He's like, Come oh no, on, Tommy, he knows yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love, just yeah, I love beat his ass in the hallway. Like, <laughs> and I, I like when I like when he gets beat up in the phone booth because like the the like 
I think it's like Casper's or no, it's not Casper's. It's Leo's like other liaison like mm-hmm. comes through the dude with like the cool hair and he like punches him and he's like, that's for Leo, you know, and then he punches him again. And he's like, nah, that one was for me. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like, it's great. It's great writing. This is like um, really fun. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. I, uh, <laughs> what, uh, we haven't done this before, but there's, I don't know if you have like a favorite shot, you're talking to the one in the hallway, but, uh, that just leads to the fun they're having again because it's so cinematic and it's just so over the top, but there's a lot of over the top moments in this. And I think again, that's like people want a movie to pick a lane. I like that. It's kind of swerving all over the place. Yeah. And uh, I think they do it well when the Dane comes to Verna's apartment and is like confronting her and then the bodyguards show up and he like grabs her all in one motion and like whips around and there's like the, his trench coat like flies up like fucking Batman and it like it dollies <laughs> yeah. in and he just like plugs the two guys and the other guy threw the wall and then he like falls over through. <laughs> oh, that's so sick, dude. That's such a see, that's where it's like I'm like, that's so cool. Like it's, Blood Simple does that too, where it's like cool. Like that's it's got thing. some cool it's violence. Cool. Like <laughs> Like can a movie know, like yeah. a movie can just be fucking cool and you can do and, a thing because it's but it, fun and they, cool. it's like, deserved like this is like an expensive. They're trying to make it entertaining. They're not like Right. They're at the end of the day, they're like, should we have him? Like, in the edit room, probably, they're like, we should probably cut a couple seconds out of this guy getting riddled with bullets, right? And they're like, I don't <laughs> no. know, man. Do you, I per, like, I just think it's, I'm watching it, and I like it more the other way. Like, I think it's uh, kind of funny. They're well, like, they, all right, they got the, <laughs> like, let's leave it. Well, they, they got the squibs, so they're like, you can definitely tell they're, like, young, too, and they're just like, they're like, oh, let's just keep it all. And we get, like, we got well, these the squibs. the same reason. They got a. They Django. got a huge budget for this movie. Django's the exact right. same. Django Unchained, Quentin Tarantino's the same exact way. That movie could not have more serious subject matter. <laughs> right. But <laughs> it's like, it's got fucking cartoon slapstick violence where people get shot and then fly 20 feet across a room nah. with a bucket of blood. It's like, yes, it's cause it's cool, man. That's a like, great, that's a great example too. Cause it's like, even when like Jamie Foxx shows up and he's just like on the horse and he's like, Hey little lady or whatever. Yeah. Know, it's like, it's just so sick, like such good one liners. Yeah. And that this movie, this movie had a lot of that where it's just like, yeah. He's just, I don't know, whenever he's, like, in dialogue with the woman, like, they're, they're so witty. And then I like what it, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, when, when the pressure's on, the wit the wit dries up. I know, you know? I wish I could remember yeah. a lot of the lines off the top of my head, God, but I'm just so not good. that smart. Because they're all, it's so fast, and it's so, well, dude, every bit of word and, spoken is just, like, music, and they're just dan- playing off each yeah. other. It's really, really great. And the, There's, the performances are killer, too, like. Uh, I absolutely love John Turturro in everything, and right, loving. No, he, he's dude, great he's, in this. I gotta, I gotta post on Reddit. There's like an interview with John Turturro, and like he just goes through and he talks about all the like or most of the Coen Brother movies. He's like every Coen Brother movie he's been in, and then he yeah. talks about some other films. But uh, he like he just he's so cool and he's yeah. so fun and he's just like like the Coen Brothers are so like collaborative and like they yeah. really let him. You know, do what they he want. He rules in everything. Like you've seen uh, the night of the miniseries, right? Oh, dude, that's so he's, good. He's yeah. so good in that. And then if you haven't seen this other miniseries, uh, God, oh my God, I'm spacing it. Is the one that David Simon did, but uh, I'll have to look it up. Oh yeah, the plot against America. Oh, uh, okay. dude, please watch the plot against America. It's like alternate. It's like alternate forties history. It's really good. But uh, okay. but man, John Turturro rules. But you know, what was melting my brain watching this though because i couldn't quite place it and i didn't look it up until after i was like who's tommy i can't like i know him from something but i can't place it and so i had to look it up after and i did not even realize it and it fucking blew my mind when i'm like he's the dad from hereditary it didn't even click with oh me. my god he's the dad from hereditary but it's because it's it's because he's because it's, it's such a it's 30 years you know what drastically I mean? <laughs> different yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that's even with John Turturro. I was like, God, he looks, you know, he's probably like 22 in this movie. I know. <laughs> so, he's yeah, he's so not even, cute and like young. 30, He's probably like 36 or, you know, 38. It's but like, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, fucking Gabriel Bryan, though. Um, I, yeah, as, that's as soon so as it clicked for me, I was like, what in the hell? But this movie's full of great. Like, uh, John Polito, the guy who played Casper, I thought he kind of stole the show. Like, obviously, he's just like over the top, but I loved Oh yeah, his character was great, too, because it's like he's always – talking about ethics and everything but yet it's like he's yeah. he's in the business of literally fixing gambling and like he's like right, smacks his right. kid around and everything it's like 
but it's not it's yeah. about ethics you know <laughs> it's about ethics what i love i love how he's like you gotta be firm like with uh-huh. the discipline of the kid and it's like it's great dude all yeah all his interactions with this kid and like i don't know yeah it's pretty fun to to see his like silliness and then i love that he's in other coen brothers movies too that's what i love i love when directors do that they like keep yeah. a rotating cast yeah because he's in and, like oh brother right and uh uh-huh trying to remember what else but uh i don't know man i uh i'm worried i'm hoping that this movie stands up on a rewatch i'm really glad so i was pissed for the first half sort of so uh i was pissed because i knew from all the marketing material and like it's not like i was even alive when this movie came out but uh it's like all the marketing material for the poster, the cover, it's all uh, Tommy walking John Turturro out into the woods into Miller's uh-huh. Crossing. Into Miller's Crossing, and yeah. And so for the first half of the movie, I'm like, I know that he's going to take him out there to kill him. And yeah. so I was kind of annoyed that I'm like, why would they spoil it? And then it happens halfway through the movie, so I'm like, oh, okay. And then he doesn't okay. kill him. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that's a good like subversion. And then it's like how that comes totally. back to bite him in the ass, though. Uh, I was ha- I was very th- I was very joyed by that. So, but I really love this movie. I'm gonna have to watch it again for sure because I can I can see it going either way. I can see me like really being like, oh man, I really love this, and now I understand the plot more, and I can focus more on like the dialogue easier and stuff like that, and so I'll like it more or just as much. But I can also maybe see like some of the magic not being there as much the second time. So I'm going to have to wait like a year or two and we'll have to do like gangster movies and stuff. Uh, Cause we never really have actually done like, but like mafia movies or something, but I'll rewatch it then. Cause it's like, I'd love to do like a once upon a time in America or something. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Times. That's I, after watching this, it definitely got me into like the mood to watch another. Yeah. Watch a noir. Or well, and I've never seen, cause we were talking also about possibly doing, um, and I'll put it on there. Maybe we'll do it next week. Talking about doing Brian De Palma, and I and he did Untouchables, which I've never seen. Yeah, and yeah, so oh, you haven't either. Oh yeah, well fuck. No. Maybe we do do Brian De Palma, even though if we do, Scarface will win. Which yeah, still we'll put uh, it up. There. I've said it there before. I'm, if I if we do Brian De Palma, I've never seen Scarface. That's the that's probably right. the biggest movie for me. That's like people are like, what? You're a movie guy and you haven't seen that. Uh, that and Schindler's List, but we talked about this before. Those are the big ones, right? Right, right, right. And Jordan's got a hundred are... of them, so I don't feel that shameful. Uh, yeah, dude, there's plenty of movies I haven't seen. It's okay. We're there's all human. So many movies all... out there, though. <laughs> there's so many. We're movies. all here watching. I mean, yeah, it's only like like what is it? What, what did I look up again? It's like three thousand movies get made a year since like <laughs> yeah the nineties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, since like nineties. And that's just like so... here too. <laughs> yeah, it's like just like yeah. Take your. Take your time. Watch uh, watch the good ones. Watch the ones that stand anyway. out. That's what's nice. We found this. We found this like later on. I mean, this this is a movie that like I know that I know that it's it has its popularity and like people who like the Coen Brothers they they know it. But this is definitely like you know this is like a it's kind of underrated thirty year old like thirty year old movie. About. It's been on my list forever yeah. because it's Coen Bros. It's right. another one that I definitely rented from the library and did not watch. I just didn't watch. <laughs> but dude, I think it will. I think it will age nicely. I think I it personally, has. Yeah, I think it has. Like. I like with Coen Brothers, the fact that I clicked with this one so fast is kind of interesting because usually it's the second viewing that I fall in love with one of their movies. I'll watch it and it'll like it'll leave an impression on me, but then I have to see it again because like The Big Lebowski was like one of the one of the one of the biggest ones that I just didn't get. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is fine. But then on the second viewing, I was like, oh fuck, this is great. Well, you know? and so yeah, like, for sure. Because I've always been like, people have been always gushing about the Coen Brothers, and I've always been like, yeah, they're good, but like, yeah. I wouldn't put them in my top five. You know, maybe my top ten. But now I probably would. But it's because I've been watching more of their movies, and as I've gotten older and rewatched some of them, I've had more of an appreciation. Because uh, remember, if you go back and listen to our No Country for Old Men episode, my first time viewing No Country for Old Men, I did not like it. Like very, yeah. like I mean, I thought it was fine, but uh, right, right. but now I, I think, think it's well, a masterpiece. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've watched yeah. it like four, or five, like three or four times since then. And uh, 
I do feel like a lot of their movies do. Like, I'm also surprised I gelled with it so much on the first viewing. Yeah, because I did not expect I have, to like I have it a so similar much. opinion where it's just like they kind of like you settle into them, like they're fun the first time, but then it's just like you have more of an appreciation and like longevity rewatch. Um, curious, do you? I'll look up a Reddit here in a sec, but do you have a? Uh, do you have a money minute? Because I do think the one thing that uh, was noticeable for me was the budget. I can tell where they used it and where they didn't. And right. But I really kind of appreciated that, though, because it's just like, uh, you know, the sets. A lot, so a lot of the sets looked pretty pretty barren. Some of them. And I was like... Oh, okay, but I, that's okay because that's like. But I think it. Not, but it, I think it kind it, of. It, it kind of adds think, to it to me. I don't know. It adds. <laughs> I think it adds a lot to like the time period too. The time period. And so and it's still got a rawness, and it also yeah. gives me that movie, kind of like almost hyper realist, hyper surrealist vibe of being like, this it, is on, an it, extended like this is like theatrical yeah. almost like because they're right theatrical. They're, Thank you. Cause that's. Their Dude, dialogue totally is like not, a, like, oh, realistic, obviously, the whole time. No. It's like, that's... Like, people I mean, don't there, talk a, like there's that, such really. A, <laughs> like, there's such a charm, though, to this, their earlier films. Like, you can you can tell they're making a movie, and, like, they really, like... They can make up for, like, a sparse set with with camera movements. Yeah, well, they do. That's the thing. It's like, I yeah. would only barely notice, other than, like, the wallpaper in, like, some of the rooms. I'm like... Uh-huh. There's just, like, yeah. they just threw that shit on there, this, like... At yeah, the yeah, day yeah. before can, that morning or something, you know. Like, yeah, or like you can tell you're like, well, this is only three walls and no, no ceiling. And like, yeah, you got, which yeah, is you get which that is fine because it's like it, it's like I feel like they're really yeah. stretching that buck to like really right, make they, the bigger scenes really work. Yeah, and then it's just like, you know, I, this doesn't have to. We don't have to come in and do like a Paul Thomas Anderson where it's like this perfect period piece where I like basically brought a house back from the dead. Uh, from the 50s to make it happen it's like they're like no it's <laughs> yeah. like this is about this yeah, dialogue and this emotion like it doesn't this scene doesn't need to be all that let's save our money for like the big shootout scene or something you know <laughs> like, yeah the big shootout and like i don't know i mean i even think i mean they probably like saved it to shoot on like nicer film because i love it i yeah. think it looks good it does look like, good. i think the film looks beautiful i want to watch uh, it i kind of bummed it because uh i put up um the first version I put up on the Plex was like a lower quality version. Yeah, it was like a 780 or oh, yeah. or something. But whatever, 720 or whatever. 720, I mean. And uh, I wish I would have watched it at a higher resolution slightly because it wasn't. It didn't look as crisp as I would like it to. But I I did re-upload it because that file wasn't working for Get or something. But so I re-uploaded okay. a higher quality version. So I would love to see like, yeah, like a, a like a more hd and next time i watch it you know because it it looked really great and i was like that was one thing i noticed just on my viewing i watched like the lesser the slightly lesser ver Uh, resolution so it was kind of blurry for me but and again i watched it with my kids running around and i watched it in three minute chunks so next time i watch it yeah watching the higher quality i'm gonna sit all in one sitting and enjoy it i think you'll i think you'll appreciate i think this is definitely one that will like well i really i I get it four and a half stars because i was smitten with it yeah, and I think I think it'll probably I give it four, and I think it'll sit at a f- comfortable four. Yeah, I'll watch it again, you know, and I'll like it because dude, you got to see like the fire looks so good. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah, the money minute on this is like pretty wild. They got fourteen mil. Oh, uh, pretty to, good to produce it, which is like that's not that's definitely like in the mid mid like the higher low budget. That's pretty. Area. That's pretty good for like, like 15, the late eighties like, when they filmed it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, eighty nine or whatever. That's that's pretty solid. And it's like it's because right. they had the a little bit of a reputation starting. You know, it's like well, right? I think people, yeah, I think people, people saw started to coming, believe yeah. in them. You know, yeah, and they do they do a lot of their own self funding too. So yeah. that like that helps a lot. And they get like they go around and they um, they get it backed, but. Uh, it it made it only made five million. Which is, uh, that's too bad. It's like, which is fine. I mean, they it's funny because it's like you see these like younger films, you know, and like they're like, oh wow, okay, those are like really bad margins. How they persevere, and I think it's just like you know their their personal like dedication to film, and then I think just you have like they're probably behind the scenes probably like really fun to work with because everybody everybody who i was like watching interviews on 
they were all just like, yeah, the Coen brothers fucking rock. Like they're in, like they're in like the Wes Anderson status where like people are just like, yeah, I want to work with them. Like they're mm-hmm. they get to stick around for so long, not because they make money, but because they make connections and like. Well, it's because they, they make they make great cinema. They make you sets. Know what I mean, Good they make art. sets you want to be on. Yeah, that's they they make they walk the balance because it's like you know they they do make kind of money, but like I'm looking at their movies and it's like I guarantee you a lot of these didn't make a ton of money. But, right. Uh, no. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think so. And now, I now I want to uh, go watch, rewatch all the old '90s ones though. I want to rewatch Hudsucker. Well, dude, I, I want to rewatch was, Fargo. Like I said, Hudsucker was one of my favorite. We saw. I saw it in high school um, for one of my you know, film classes, and like. Yeah, I think we it, saw it like, together because I remember we were always dude, just like you know for the kids like it, all the time. You know, <laughs> for kids. Yeah, and he holds it up. It's like it's a movie that like I don't remember the storyline details personally. But I like remember like the feeling and the characters and the performances and that ending and I'm just being like, oh fuck, this is so dope. That's that's what they do. They don't they create like they create I don't know fables like you said like they yeah. they create like dreamlike movies uh-huh. where it's like they're cool and they're fun. But then they break the like they you know they they kind of break the rules and then they'll keep it a little grounded. It's like it's cool like especially with Hudsucker. It's like the ending is like fucking a christmas miracle but yet it's still pretty grounded in yeah. the reality of the movie and so i don't know man it's pretty cool and it's cool they uh they edited this movie uh themselves under the under the pseudonym roderick james oh, and they fun. did they they did that with raising arizona and the hudsucker proxy too i think now pretty, though i'm looking fun. at their movies i think now i've seen every coen brothers movie i think that Dude, was the last you... i think that was the last one whoa um, oh, what? that's crazy! I don't I gotta really, hear you. I don't really remember *Intolerable Cruelty* very much. Uh, I just remember I when I saw it, I didn't realize it was a Coen Brothers movie, but I was sneaking in to go see because it went 2003. I was 13, 2013, 12, yeah. and uh, so I was sneaking in to go see the 2003 *Texas Chainsaw Massacre* with oh, my friend, oh, yeah. and we bought tickets to *Intolerable Cruelty*. And but then we went into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre theater, but nobody else bought tickets to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And obviously, this is back when everything was filmed, so they just didn't play oh, it. They just didn't run they it. They just didn't. Yep. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we ended up saying oh, fuck it. And so we ended up going to watch *Intolerable Cruelty* like twenty minutes into the movie, and we're pissed <laughs> off, and we were just like, you know, grumbling and smoking weed and talking because we we're like, ah, oh, we wanted to go see Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so. That one so, I didn't need to rewatch, does, but that yeah, that does, I mean that that can count. That counts technically, but it technically counts. I'm gonna technically count it, but I don't really. I couldn't. Ex- I mean, did you see? To you, but. Did you see? Uh, what is that like? Paris, I love you. Uh, yeah, uh, Paris Jatame or whatever. Like, cause that's yeah. a that's like a short anthology. The, the vignette. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I I don't did, think I've seen that. I did watch it. It was right. And I haven't seen the tragedy or Hell Caesar, so those are like the two I haven't oh. seen. But I've seen every. Oh, and a serious man. Uh, Hell Caesar Wells. I actually haven't seen the tragedy of Macbeth either. Actually, now. Oh, okay, it. okay. You're right. Sure. So sure. that's the last but, one. I mean, sure. You're you're fucking. You've done pretty good. I need it. Yeah, I need to go back and. Um. Anyway, let me. Uh, before we get too off the railsies again, we're getting near in the end. So I got a couple we're, of minutes. Yeah, so. Um. So another Gary says, my college roommate and I were obsessed with Miller's Crossing, that we got the screenplay and recorded audio of ourselves doing all the dialogue. More than once. It's gorgeously shot by Barry Centerfield. But the plot, like all great detective films, is needlessly complicated. It's it's all an excuse to have great actors on beautiful sets perform poetic dialogue. If that's your thing, it's one of Cohen's best. Uh, For sure. That's great. I would love... uh, to hear that <laughs> the recording i know right you got some if yeah you got not, some recordings posted on reddit baby even if they're like even if they're not good i just think it's fun because it's just like post, post like a, some segments yeah uh, it's like we had moments like that back in the day and like of like oh dude we, recreating I know, we need to put, and like doing like homages we should to put our all our shorts movies. and stuff dude <laughs> we should it's like i yeah. remain in high school for my one of my high school classes we remade a whole scene from no country for old men Oh, that's uh, right. Oh, we did post that on Reddit. I think we did uh, put that one on there when we did no yeah. country. But, but uh, I love seeing stuff like that because it just shows it's just like, man, once, once those hooks, those filmmaking hooks, like get in yeah. you uh, on the early age too when you're just like trying to recreate that stuff. And so I would – I'd love to hear it. I know you probably yeah, don't have too. it or you don't want to show it, but if you got it and you're willing, put it on the fucking Reddit. I would love to hear it. 
Uh, anyway, oh, yeah. so uh, Training Confidence One says, I think it's amazing. Took me a couple of viewings to really follow the story, but well worth it. Not just my favorite Coen Brothers film, but maybe in my top ten of all time. Character, story, dialogue, cinematography, music are all fantastic. Uh, hard to disagree with that. So, Clones of People 2 says, My second watch of this, but I did not remember much from the first time around. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan, and I find it a little rough and disjointed. The tone is off for me, too, and I'm not sure if it is totally serious piece or the typical comedy caper that I expect from the Coens. It feels somewhere in the middle, and for me, that takes away from the film. Am I supposed to laugh at the crazy amount of guns the cops have or Leo's blaze of glory shootout at his home? They are ridiculous scenes, but Phil... Oh, my God. Hold on. <laughs> oh, faux pas. I know. <laughs> Silence your phones in class, people. <laughs> Let me say it. It did have great parts. Gabriel Byrne is a treat. Some wonderful witty dialogue and complex, almost too complex plot. Overall, I feel like this is Cohen's growing into themselves as filmmakers and polishing towards their best work, but they are not quite there with this one. It's a solid three out of five for me. Um, I can see where you're coming from. You know what? I actually, I the, the more I think about it, I understand why this does. I thank you for commenting. I agree. Yeah. I think the reason it's because that's what I'm saying. Like, I wish it. Like, the story is fine, but the Coen Brothers just created a a decent enough plot with enough twists and turns that it kept you it kept you occupied. But you were like, that was just like that's basically you know just the the like map to get you there and you're just like you're looking at all the scenery of the dialogue and you're looking at like yeah it's like the shootouts and stuff and i think the shootouts are they are supposed to be comical like he, they fucking get like a gatling gun out to like it's all it's all overkill and that's the like that's the point like it is it is supposed to be like it is supposed to be funny it's supposed it to be is. so funny because it's like it's like this is like this is the efforts that the characters are going to to like get their you know get to conclude the thing that they want to, you know, achieve. And it's like, it, it, it's overkill. You are supposed to be like, this is ridiculous. And that's what I think Coen Brothers do perfectly. It's like, it's supposed to just be like, this is okay. so ridiculous. That I do think fun. they hone it in later, but like, the, I do see where he's coming from. It does, it's a little raw and it well, does feel slightly disjoint, like not as married as some of their other later films. But, uh, so I get that point of view, but it's like definitely their style, but like, before it was, uh, I don't know, but uh, so Travis has a, a voice message, right? Yeah, sweet. I yeah, got Travis. Bring it on. I'm, bud. A, I'm a good boy, and I actually, actually, kind of already had it up. So here we go. Oh, but now it's not loading. <laughs> oh wait, no, here we go. <laughs> hey guys, for me, Miller's Crossing was all right. It felt more complicated than it needed to be, with so many double crossings and chess-like maneuvers done by the main character Tom Regan. There was so much going on that it felt a little shallow to me. As I was overlooking the Coen Brothers filmography, I counted six films of theirs that I've seen. And I'd say No Country for Old Men is my favorite, with Fargo in second. I'd put Miller's Crossing at fifth. Looking at Letterboxd reviews, I see a lot of people like this one the most from the Coen Brothers. So my question for you two is what are your top three favorite Coen Brothers films? As a side note, I asked my mom that question today and found out her favorite movie of all time is The Big Lebowski. Thanks. Whoa, okay. sick, Thanks. dude. That's a that's a good poll. Yeah, Th- nice, these guys mom. are pretty. These guys are pretty middling on this movie, and I. But I get it. You know, I'm not like, I'm not offended like some movies where I'm like, it's wet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, right, of course. And it's like this clearly isn't dry. This is this is a wet. This is like a decently. You know, this is like a bargain bin moist towelette. Like, yeah, there's it's a, wet. It's not saturated, but it's there's, wet. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. That I agree, it's like kind of distracting, but it's like I, I don't think it's like the point. But there is a lot of like double crossing and stuff. You're trying to figure out what side, who's playing what. And I kept waiting for Verna to be like the classic femme fatale. Me too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To like really kind of blow things up, but she didn't. You know what I mean? Like, she's, well, she's they, important, but I don't think the Coens got there yet because it's like. Later on, I really like I like like in Fargo especially they how they I like like the I don't know the yeah, agency and the, the the like characterization of like their female characters rock in Coen Brothers movies and like sometimes they're sometimes they're a little like satirical and kind of 
you know, a little over the top, but they're like they're good, and they I, I just I don't know I like their dynamic, even if they have small parts, like in No Country, you know. So it's like so... I, I like I like how they write women, and in this one it is kind of she's she's can go tit for tat, but she's also just kind of like huffing and puffing, and she just runs away, and yeah, she's not doesn't have a huge role. But so what are your top what are your top three then? Top three is tricky. I mean, No Country for sure. Yeah, Travis, that's yeah, that's. I just no country is like it's in like my top probably you know 50 movies of all time like i just i love it um but it sucks though because i haven't seen it's like i haven't seen a few of them because hell caesar right here is great a lot of people didn't love hell caesar which is too bad i don't know dude i liked it i mean yeah it's kind of tricky it's like i feel like i'd put this in my top three miller's crossing and then, I think, like, honestly, like, God, see, Raising Arizona is so cute, but I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. if it, That's the thing. It's It always changes, because I honestly, I just, at the beginning, yeah. top of the episode, I was like, Raising Arizona is mine. But I'm like, well, eh, it might not be in my top three. I don't know. <laughs> it might, yeah, right, right, right. That's kind of the thing. It's like, because I want the Ballard of Buster Scruggs, but that just isn't, that doesn't, it doesn't feel fair, because it's like, I don't like every single one of the vignettes. Um, as much, you know, as equally or whatnot. It's like, it's not yeah. a coherent story. I kind of just, I wish Miller Crossing, I wish they focused a little bit more on making the story. Because this, Miller's Crossing takes place over like a week or something. You know, it does, it's, it's very, it's very compact. Things yeah. are happening. You know, there's, the moving pieces happen so fast that it's like literally like maybe a weekend. Like it's really fast, yeah. you know? And, and like, so just kind of, I kind of wish, that's where it's like, I think where Godfather it's such an epic. It goes from like being young and getting older and like, you know, it, and, and it just goes for, it's a whole family thing and it's, it's a lot yeah. bigger, but it's like, I kind of wish this had a little bit more yeah. story, a little more, but like, I think it's I, like, I think if they made it a little longer fine. to like pace it out slightly a little bit more the the information, yeah. I think that would help that, but then it would take away from like the how fast information is given to you in this movie, and that's what I like through dialogue. The dialogue, the dialogue would kind of I think would get because it's like it is kind of it's so much that it's like you need those times to like breathe. The the only times you do get to breathe, he's like sitting and brooding and smoking in his apartment or something. Right. You know, know, one might be you know one's definitely top three. See, I don't know the order, but it's like No Country, Miller's Crossing, I think for sure. Uh, Raising Arizona, and then like maybe interchangeable in there is Oh Brother for me. So yeah, Oh Oh Brother is Oh Brother's huge, dude. And I'm like I'm bummed because I hated True Grit the first time I saw it, and like I mean I I like I well you know, I agree with you because we're I like her. We were so rock hard for westerns, and then we saw it, and we're just yeah. like whatever. Like it's it, yeah, <laughs> like fine. Like, like her the the girl in it who I spaced it now because we. We watched this and we talked about it. Go watch but our she, True Grit episode because we still are like uh, we don't love the 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 back end a little. Uh, some of the back end's kind of weak to, to me. Yeah, back end. Yeah, the back end's hella weak. But dude, that that Haley Steinfeld or whatever, dude, she rocks. Yeah, like I, dude, I fucking loved her, and so it's like she like carried the movie. Oh, yeah. Even Jeff Bridges was like fine. He was cool, but like. Yeah. She straight up carried that. See, movie, I need so. to see Big Lebowski again because it's like I used to really like Big Lebowski, but and I but I watched it like too much yeah. back I in the day. Yeah. So I haven't yeah, watched same. it. I haven't watched it in like ten years. But I watched yeah. it. I watched it like a buttload back in the day because I thought it was great, and it is great. But I, I should give it a rewatch. So anyway, um, see the man who wasn't there. I remember liking so much, but I just barely remember anything about same. it. Same. Anyways, I need I need I a rewatch. Know, I need. There's a lot of movies of theirs that I need to rewatch because again, I always feel like I'm like, Coen Brothers don't blow me out of the water but the more i think about them the more right. i like them so i'm like maybe they should well uh, and dude um more, so i don't know did uh now i'm now i feel bad i don't think travis didn't mention all the movies right did he all what, the movies all the you, six his, that he, he saw no because now i'm yeah, curious said, tell us yeah. travis or tell jordan yeah. at least what uh you said miller's crossing was number five what's number six yeah because well, i know i know six. what number one is but what's your least right. favorite one then? Because if there's one, because yeah. this movie you're like, yeah, it's okay, uh, it's got some issues, uh, right. is what you're saying. And then, but then there's one below it. I'm curious which one the that one below one, it. What that and one I, was? I want to know what is your what's your most anticipated Coen Brothers movie to watch? 
that you, be, yeah that you haven't seen which, which one looks Any, the funnest to see yeah. anybody out there in podcast line please come to our reddit come to facebook instagram let us know what what's a what's a coen brothers movie that you're uh i wish you're, you know anticipating i wish people would vote that way uh on the polls yeah. and not vote with just whatever's the most popular sometimes you guys do but uh, I, like I always vote for one that I want to see them if I haven't seen it that I want to see, or one that I really liked and I need a rewatch. Uh, so move, I'm gonna just move on because uh, I got nothing else to say about this movie. It's great. Yeah, it was uh, great. it's great. I loved it. We really liked it. Obviously, some people don't have as high opinions of us on it, but that's cool. So, but check it out for yourself. And I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably have. So, uh, I'm great. So, as far as as far as yeah, we, uh, the polls go, so this next week, because I was just talking polls, this next week we're doing Link Later, and I should have known, I should have known that Dazed and Confused would win, and it did. So we're watching I mean, Dazed yeah. and Confused next week, and I don't know if you can tell by our tone, I had to put it on there, but we're both like kind of disappointed because I think I, I used I'm, it's fine. I'm ready for a rewatch, though, Exactly. because I've, I've only, only seen, seen it twice. I've only so. seen it once, and it's been, yeah, 10 years, probably, or yeah. a little more. And I remember thinking it's fine. It's not as, like, unique right. as a lot of Linklater stuff. Yeah. But uh, I do feel like, not that many people voted, but I do feel like this is an instance of, like, oh, Dazed and Confused is popular, and I like that, Clink. I feel like Gen Xers really love Dazed and Confused, because, like, my uncle was obsessed with Dazed and Confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. date. Days Confused is the American graffiti for the boomers, so you know it's like yeah, pretty much that yeah. So it's uh, like I, I and I'm excited to see it. I really, I'm excited to rewatch it again. I'm just excited to talk about Matthew land. McConaughey, dude. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm I'm uh I'm gonna try getting the head space and kind of just go for the vibes because it's like that is something Link later. That's that's why I love him, man. He's got a very he's very versatile. He can do like very chill movies with like you know low stakes and just like chill vibes to really intense psychological and then like things that are just like fun i don't know man it's he's all over the place and i really like that so but uh i'm sad tape only got one vote and i knew it wouldn't i knew it wouldn't win i knew it wouldn't even come close but tape is super underrated (laughs) like go watch tape it's like it's got two huge stars in it too there's only three characters in the whole movie and two of them are like One's Ethan Hawke and one's Uma Thurman. It's like, come on. Yeah. And it's no, literally, tape, tape's dope. it's a play. It's literally just all in one hotel room, which yeah. tape will make it back on a fucking list because we are eventually going to do all in one setting because we keep talking oh. about it. Or, or, oh well, yeah, I guess it's like all well, in one setting or we, we did 24 hour movies. We were going to, so. I think that's two separate yeah. things, but yeah, we want to do. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, agree. we could, we but could there are both. movies, but there are movies that overlap that take place in one setting and then are 24 yeah. hours. Anyways. But the weekend, we'll argue semantics off the air and let you kind <laughs> folks yeah. go home. And if you check out our Patreon, we would love you forever and give you kisses. And, kisses. Uh, you know, you could, we could afford to take an airplane down to your home and shake your hand. Oh, I wish. That's what, that's what we would do. It's going to take a lot of Patreons, though, guys. So let's bring it together. And yeah, we'll, bring let's it on. Do it. <laughs> All right. Bring uh, it on. So Days of Confused, watch it. Stay tuned for next week. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, we love you. And good, yeah, good. and and for patrons, uh, we got a little bonus episode coming up at the end of the month. We so. do. We're getting back into it, <laughs> and we we're going to start having that, so we can have a bonus month, a bonus episode every let's month. Just, let's patrons, just tell them what it is content. if they're listening, because uh, yeah, I mean, we already know what it is, and then that way they can go watch it. Because we haven't quite figured out how we're going to make a post about it. We're going to watch Evil Dead Rise because neither of us have seen it, uh, and that's going to be our bonus episode for the Patreon this month. So. Sweet. Go watch it and go be a Patreon, and then you can listen to that episode. You can, yeah, you can comment on an episode and tell us how scurred you got. You get real scurred by the zombies. I'm scurred. The deadites. Uh, so we'll see. Because speaking of Sam Raimi getting shot to death, right? So maybe that's really <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, great. Yeah. Anyway, so. That, that's okay. the segue. Goodbye. All right, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>